are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Keenis Cooper. Thank you for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. We are going to go over Carolina beating the Hokies to advance to the semifinals. Is Carolina turning a corner? Man, three games in, I'm starting to feel like yes, but you just never know with this team. Got a little nervous last night, but hey. In, at the end of the day, talk to us real nice, right? we got to have our chest up high. We are doing what needs to be done when it's all coming down to it, which is getting Ws, right? We're trying to get ourselves one step closer to an ACC title. We are also giving Roy his 903rd win, looking for 904 tonight, okay? Period. All right, so we're going to go over some Thursday scores from yesterday. Syracuse in Virginia. I don't know if you guys have been watching the entire tournament, but man, that was a game. We had Carol, we had Syracuse doing everything they could to stay in that one. And then Beekman on the last shot of the game ain't scored the entire time. Then hits a three and you're just like, oh, okay. That's how it's going to play out for us. These buzzer beaters. It was like the fourth one in the ACC tournament for both men and women. And man, that one sunk your heart a little bit if you were a Syracuse fan because I, I knew it was going to go into overtime, but... Virginia is going to be Virginia, right? So that was a great game to watch. And then we also had Miami playing Miami, who played Georgia Tech, lost 66 to 70. We saw Jose Alvarado go down with a knee injury, but was able to bounce back and ended up having the play of the game towards the end when he was able to save the ball for his teammates and eventually get it past half court and got ultimately got the Long pass in, score layup, there you go, game winner. Miami, who honestly, for me, highlight of the tournament, I think they are. They were the underdogs because they have been playing, as we know, with like six people all year. And they got some dogs. Like, how can you not kudos to them for how they were able to really just get up and get going despite the fact that they have been down so many key players. And hopefully with a strong, healthy team next season, they are going to be in the running to really kind of take my, take the ACC by storm. I don't know. It's, they're, they're a sleeper for me, right? So there was that. And then, of course, we all know we woke up thinking everything was going to be a regular day, but that's not the case when it comes to the world right now, really. It was a one-year anniversary of when the Jazz game got shut down because of coronavirus. And the next thing you know, the whole world just spun. Oh, we'll be out for two weeks. Ended up being out for a year. All of that good stuff. If you have a pandemic story, I'm sure everyone does where you were when you got the phone call to go home, right? But the Duke-Florida State game felt eerily familiar as it was a one-year anniversary (laughs) from that event to having Duke really just say, oh, hey, guys, by the way, we cannot play because we have a positive COVID test. Now, listen, rivalry aside, I love to advocate for players, and I can tell you my heart was broken for those guys who seriously looked like they were going to be the first team in ACC history to win from Tuesday to Saturday, right? Playing five games straight, I felt like that team was going to do it. They were playing so well. So I was heartbroken for them. I just, I cannot believe, can't imagine the emotional roller coaster after working so hard to get through the season 
only to be able only to be taken out right before you can even really like it's not even of your doing i'd rather get eliminated because we lost right but to get eliminated because you know a positive covid test within your program that's tough and it's not like it's not even for whatever whoever it was right we all know can we've seen tweets about who people predict confirmed whatever sources saying what have you i feel like i still believe in hipaa right just because you didn't drop a name you probably process of elimination kind of rude to just sit there and say what kind of player it is but I do believe that ultimately it's a sick go and very much a scary reality for what it could be come the NCAA tournament. Like, what are we going to do? How are you going to work through that process of eliminating going uncontested games or trying to have alternates, trying to have people prep like, oh, you may have to play a game. Are they only going to do that for the first, you know, couple rounds? And then it's like, well, it is what it is. We play who we play. Who knows? But that's the scary reality of where we're living, and that makes me let's say two two sides of the coin, right? Of course, we want to give these guys an opportunity to play. I think they've earned the right. They've gone through. They have not lived a regular college experience in this year period. But number two, should we even be playing? I think that goes back to that for me. It's hard, <laughs> especially because you're asking asking these guys to sacrifice for no compensation, right? You're asking them to pretty much just be in a mental state of always trying to strive for excellence, 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 while going through some serious mental hurdles. I think so. I think it's crazy. And also, I understand the political politics of it, like the financial ramifications and all that jazz. But again, to me, it just seems silly that we are forcing, (laughs) forcing the issue when we really could just knock this out. But that's a whole nother long conversation that I will not bore you with. However, I do think that Carolina is in a good place. When we talk about the Virginia Tech-Carolina game, 81-73, to the Tar Heels were able to fight off a very hungry Hokie team. And it was just Carolina <laughs> showing itself like, hey, as much as you guys say we're an up-and-down team, an inconsistent team, we are showing you that we are doing our damnness to be a more consistent scoring type team who can play some strong defense when it matters. So we had Caleb Kerwin, Leaky Garrison, and Armando to start the game and then very quickly found themselves out of the lineup after Virginia Tech ran up the score early. <sighs> Listen, I'm all for loyalty and starting, but man, if you can't bring me the juice, especially with a team that's hungry as Virginia Tech was, I'm going to need you to go ahead and sit it down, right? No, and then we saw that very, very quickly. Roy was like, yeah, you're not bringing me what I need. So they sat their tail right on down. But a lot of people were asking Coach after the game, the whole Garrison situation about getting his starting position if he was healthy and should he be started, all of that jazz, right? And Coach said, you know, if Garrison is healthy enough to do the job defensively, the answer would be no. He's a senior. He's played his buns off for years and years, and I do believe in being loyal. We decided to sit him down last night because he couldn't do it. And I don't think that Dayron and Walker and Armando did the things good things tonight that they did last night even though they had some good moments so I think you know I'm starting Garrison coach said he believes in loyalty which I mean I guess well you can't be but so loyal if you take folks out that fast right like you obviously consider the fact that they're not doing their job so you sat them right on down so to me it's really about aesthetics and politics and loyalty to seniors and seniority rules that we all tell ourselves is a great idea right rather than just saying maybe you're maybe not you don't deserve to start job. like we go off momentum we go off energy and I know coach is not a guy who likes to let the wind blow change the lineup all I guess I understand 
But at the end of the day, I feel like you always want to put your best team forward. And I don't necessarily feel like this lineup currently is the team that's putting you the best. Like, you're not coming out swinging. It's, it's been like this. It's not something that's magically one day the ACC tournament and having some couple guys who are playing through injury. We're all playing through something at this point, right? So I think it's just it's just interesting. It's something to keep your eye on. Something where I know old school ways they ain't never going to change. I'm not trying to suggest that, but... Yeah, we just going to have to work with what we got. <laughs> work with what we got. So Carolina went into halftime down 35-32, but were able to rally back thanks to freshman R.J. Davis, who, despite being consistently inconsistent this season, added 14 of his season-high 19 points after halftime. Right, He had three of his four three-pointers to set up for what will be a great and exciting night tonight against Florida State. Armando scored 13 of his points after halftime, including a run of 10 in a row as UNC used an 11-2 to break a 49-all tie. Baycott helped with a a pair of second-chance baskets, part of the Tar Heels' increasing intensity on their offensive glass. Man, the first half of the game, you said... Listen, clearly Virginia Tech watched tape. Clearly they were like, okay, we cannot let them have second chance opportunities. And so we're going to do our damnness to make sure that we don't let them have more than one chance to make a shot, which we all know Carolina struggles with. And yet in the second half, Carolina really played some nice bully ball. Hey, they were letting it go. I mean, I'm sure if you watch the game, you know, they were letting things just fly out there. And I wasn't mad at it. I mean, I think it was both sides. They were missing some fouls. Where I'm like, whoo, feel like he got knocked out a bit there. But we're going we gonna to let it ride. We're going to let it ride. So hopefully that's the same way tonight. We see some great basketball, just let them play kind of energy. So we'll have to see. Before your scoring leaders, we had RJ with 19. Your rebound leader was Armando Baycott with 13. And then the assist leader was Anthony Harris and Leaky Black, both with three. So Anthony Harris also, he went down a couple times and I was holding my breath, like, who please, we just, we need your energy and vibe. We cannot afford, <laughs> we cannot afford. Leaky Black also hitting some key shots, right, to get Carolina up by six and then seven. And he was just saying, hey, if you're going to leave me out here, dare me to shoot, I'm going to do it. And he shot a nice three and then came back with a nice jumper. And finally he figured out from the hooky side, okay, maybe we have to defend him. <laughs> you know, maybe he took that personally which is cool by me because, as we know, when Leakey gets on and gets hot, he is a great, great player for us as well as his defense. Overall, Carolina shot 44% on the night, 38% from three, 63% from field goal, from free throw, excuse me, and 43 rebounds and only 11 turnovers, which I said 15, okay? So somebody right about listen to me. <laughs> I said three, I said 15 turnovers, even though we went from 20 to 15 and we've graduated to 11 I dare I say have it 10 or under tonight but I don't know Florida State is kind of great on defense and they're a top step above I believe over Virginia Tech so maybe we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah that's that's certainly something that will be interesting for us but I think overall Carolina's performance how do you think how do you think they did do you think it's something where we've finally seen a Carolina team who I mean we've had in the past they've come had you know first half deficits that they've had to overcome they've done that Right. They've had situations where they had to play better and step up defensively. They've done that. Right. So I think it's just a matter of doing it consistently, which is what we've seen. They didn't get necessarily a big head after huge wins, you know, against Notre Dame. I think that's the the place where I'm proud. Right. 
doing having the great 91 point game against Duke, having the 101 game against Florida, against Notre Dame, and then now having a strong performance out against the Hokies where I'm like, okay, now you can have all the games where we saw spurts up, we saw flashes, you know, okay, you have your one game where you dominate, you have your one game where you play great against a rival, now you have one game where you had to come back from and then really tap down and make great runs when it mattered. You tired them out, right? You used your size to your advantage. You fed your bigs correctly. You didn't make careless errors as consistently as you have in the past. So I think that's what is most exciting about this team as they head into tonight at 9 p.m. Back to that 9 o'clock game. And most people think like, oh, it's Friday, girl. You say it. Mm, No, every day is the same here in the pandemic. So (laughs) still going to be exhausted, but we're going to get it done, right? So Florida State, Carolina at 9 p.m. Let's talk about those three keys to victory as, listen, I know Florida State was ready to play a great game yesterday, but now they are going to face a very, very good Tar Heel team, and they're going to probably want revenge from the last time out that we saw them. It wasn't exactly the meeting that they were desiring, but here we are. But first, if you bet online, I want you to go to betonline.ag. This is a great place for you to get some wins in, right? You're feeling good, feeling good about your team, feeling like you should uh, want the opportunity for your bets to really, really make some money with parlays, single bets, what have you, props, all that good stuff, man. BetOnline.ag has you covered. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. This tournament is going to be even more exciting when you hit that 64 matchup, right? BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. If you want to do some Grammy Grammy prop bets, we can certainly do that. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes subscribe to locked on today wherever you get podcasts all right so we'll have three keys we need carolina to get done when it comes to beating florida state we know we've done it one time out it hasn't been the first time we've seen this team right it'll be another opportunity for carolina to try and get past a very very good (laughs) to say the least Um, Florida State team, right? North Carolina is going to play the 9 o'clock game. Florida State definitely did not have to play last night as we talked about the uncontested game against Duke, but the team has split a pair of games during the regular season with each side winning one at home. So UNC has reached the semifinals of the tournament for the 52nd time, and that's really exciting, right? You feel like you have all the momentum and all the energy, but hey, this is a good Florida State team who was just on the cusp of winning the ACC regular season title this year. Thanks to Notre Dame, though, they got knocked out, right? (laughs) Virginia ended up doing it, but I think they are playing with a big chip on their shoulder because of it. So number one, I think Carolina cannot let the fresh legs deter them. Carolina bigs were able to wear down Virginia Tech last night in some crucial, crucial performances and crucial moments for the heels. They have to do the same here, right? They can't let the fact that Florida State is known 
for being able to just throw in bodies and keep things rolling and not have the ability to, you know, ever look tired, right? Because they have so many guys that can just come in and be great. But Carolina can certainly, as they've done before, wear them down, make some key, key moments run where Florida State, I don't think, is going to miss the same shots that they did when they played in the Smith Center. So Carolina has to make more if they can, right? So there's that. Number two, strong defensive performance. Scotty Barnes, Raekwon Gray, and Mr. Koprivica won't let up. We know that, right? These are the guys who are coming in feeling really good about themselves, and they've had Scotty Barnes come with all ACs, all ACs all ACC freshman team and we're also having the fact that Raekwon Gray has been a bully this entire year. Copra Vicka has been a great big for the entire conference as well. So we know those are three guys that I think, you know, amongst the entire team are going to be ones that are going to truly test the Tar Heels and their ability to persevere, right? So number three, I think that Carolina has to have less than 15 turnovers if they want to win this game. Just have to. You cannot be careless among a team like Florida State because they're going to make you pay. And they're going to get, they're going to capitalize off turnovers <laughs> because we've seen it, right? They are going to make you pay not only if they get and ones, right? But they're also just going to shoot out the gym. The first time Florida State had to go on a pause and came back, they ended up putting up a like late, uh, NBA type <laughs> score against NC State. So, I'm really believing that Florida State's hungry and waiting for this opportunity to (laughs) take it to a team. They probably wanted to take it to Duke, but here we are. This is a team that's available. So not only the 15 turnovers, I gave you a bonus. The free throws, critical. You can't have less than 85%. I'll give you 75%, but less than 85 is really just, eh. You had 63 last night. You got to make your free throws. You know, they would go and we would watch the game and they would miss one, make one, make one, miss one. It's just, we we can't, we don't have time for that. (laughs) Not against a good Florida State team, right? The five, we had Tar Heels just really trying to stay in games because of their great field goal performances. But I really believe that Carolina is going to do something good tonight. I think they're going to do something big tonight. I don't know why I feel that way. I feel good about it. But also, I'm perfectly fine being humbled and that not be the case. I think I'm good either way. I laugh at my own jokes. Y'all should too. I think that Carolina is just so used to being up and down that you really just take what you can get. <laughs> you can really take what you can get. You don't try and stretch yourself to out too much. You just enjoy it for what it is. The guys are going to do their absolute best, I'm sure. And then we'll just go from there. So the first game we'll see at 630, you'll have Virginia versus Georgia Tech. It should be a good one. I think that Georgia Tech depending on how Jose Alvarado recovers. Moses Wright, the ACC player of the year, won't foul out this game, so he'll have an opportunity to really just bring it. I'm sure he'll feel a chip after yesterday's matchup and not being able to play some critical last minutes of that game against Miami. He'll be able to come out really fully swinging. And then Virginia coming off a very good last second shot buzzer beater. They don't have that energy. They're going to have to hone in and dial in very, very well. I think it's a mismatch in terms of bigs, but who knows? Who knows? I'm, I'm eager. I'm fine either way. I would love to face Virginia and beat them. I would love to face Georgia Tech and beat them because they're both teams that knocked us off this season. Now, come to Florida State and Carolina at 9 p.m., Dial in. Make sure you got your good popcorn ready. I think I might have a blue moon. You know, that's my lucky thing with this team during late night games. So I might have a blue moon, you know, to make myself 
really give them the good, best good luck charm available. Another good luck charm I can do is I started my day with Built Bar. As you know, we've been telling people about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. With 100% covered in chocolate, you just cannot miss on your opportunity to get some. But now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness, similar to a March Madness vibe. Got to go to at bar underscore built to see today's matchup. On Twitter, you can go and vote. Then you can go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network will be live on Selection Sunday, March 14th, reacting who's in and who's out of the NCAA tournament. Big Ten Ben Stevens and Josh Neighbors host Selection Sunday live with local experts from around the college Locked On College Network of podcasts. Follow Locked On Live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook today and watch our live Selection Sunday special on March 14th. So you got to tune into my guys there. Make sure you are all set, locked, and loaded. And then, you know, before you do that, make sure you come back Saturday night at 8.30 when Carolina plays the winner of Georgia Tech-Virginia game because we're going to the ship. I, I just feel that in my bones. Okay? Cool. <laughs> so as we wrap up today's show, make sure you guys lock in with Carolina on the basketball court, but also lock in for baseball. They've got a great matchup this weekend as they look to host Clemson, the Clemson Tigers, for a weekend slate of games. It'll be March 12th through March 14th, so Friday at 6, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 p.m., and it'll all be at Carolina. So if you're able to get some tickets and go and see some great baseball, it should be great weather this weekend. Carolina is going to rebound after a series of loss against Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, right? They are going to play much better. You know, this is a Justice Thompson stand account. As you know, he has been a great asset to Carolina. So make sure you guys tune that into that as well. We'll also get ready for the women to fill. Uh, we'll have that on Monday. Talk about where the women are going to play. Uh, which region they're going to be able to compete in, all that good stuff. So I have all of that for you. So make sure you guys come back. I look forward to talking to you. Have a great weekend. Be smart. Be safe. Tune in at Locked on Heels at Candace D. Cooper if you want to talk live about it. We will certainly cover the heels throughout the night, 9 p.m. We'll see you there. It looks to be a great and exciting game, Carolina versus Knowles. So I look forward to talking to you then. Hope you guys <laughs> are safe and smart out there. Do your part, right? Wear your mask, all of that good stuff. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.